Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. Now, here's your host, Gary Zermelin. And welcome, everybody, to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0 radio show. Uh, on this show, we talk with high-performing business professionals to sharpen our skills, learn new ideas and concepts, share best practices, and get to know really smart people. So listen carefully, take notes, and look for their contact information at the end so that you can engage with them. As always, we will conclude with the sales tip at the very end. So I'm excited. we got some really amazing guests here today. Uh, I mean, these, these are some of the movers and shakers here in Atlanta. Uh, great companies. Uh, they, they've offered so much to Atlanta over the many, many, many years, and they've had such an impact on so many people's lives over all of those years. Uh, so we're going to have two companies. Uh, one's going to be with Tim Turner. He is with uh, Satisfeed, and we also have uh, Mark McKenzie, and he's here with DocuMax. So they're going to be here with us today, and I think you are going to really learn a lot from these people and get a lot of great insights from them as well. Um, we're going to start off today uh, with uh, Tim Turner. And uh, he is with Satisfeed. And just to kind of give you a feeling of what this company is, uh, it is a food pantry. Uh, they ultimately will build community service centers and provide wraparound services to feed their guests physically, financially, socially, emotionally, relationally, and also spiritually. Uh, it's a powerful organization, nonprofit. You know, before we start talking about it, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Gary. Um, I'm a native Ohioan, and Patty and I uh, moved to Atlanta in April the 1st, 1979. When we moved here, I-285 had two lanes in each direction, <laughs> and it had grass in the median. Okay, you're definitely dating yourself. Right <laughs> <laughs> we could drive from Stone Mountain to Cumberland Mall in 20 minutes. Wow. Um, you can't get, you can't drive from Stone Mountain to 285 in 20 minutes anymore. No. So, um, so we moved to Atlanta. We had been married less than a year. And since that period of time, we have five adult children, seven grands, uh, three of which we are affectionately known as baby grands. And then the other three are uh, teenagers, and the baby baby is six months old. Wow, great family! You must be proud of them. We're we're over the moon, and we're blessed because they all live here in Atlanta. That is a blessing. So we don't have to we don't have to go more than twenty or thirty minutes That's to funny. reach out and touch one of our grands. But they also got to be really proud of what you're doing here in Atlanta. And let's just talk a little bit about that. Tell us what is Satisfeed. It's, it's a nonprofit, but what do they do? Uh, we feed people and we start with food because we know hunger interferes with healing. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs speaks to that very issue when it comes to food, shelter, and clothing, and care. So that's what we work on. Um, and what we have been able to do is we've been able to establish reliability and respect so our guests keep coming back. 
initially when I started, uh, we, um, I had two A-frame signs sitting out in the parking lot because the sign ordinances required me to take them out mm. and put them away every day. And people would drive by, um, perhaps on their lunch break, and then they would double back, come in the parking lot, park their car, walk down our 30, 40-foot sidewalk, open the door, and say, I'm hungry. Can you help me? Mm. And at that moment, I knew that they had set aside their pride yeah, but hard to, to do. say, hard I to need do. help. That's how we started. So uh, how many families were you serving in the beginning? I mean, how did it? Well, in the beginning, um, when we actually opened the pantry itself, and that was in September of 2018, uh, we were serving about 40, 42 families a month. Okay. And so that was two Saturdays a month. Okay. And then COVID hit. And we went from 42 families two times a month to 350, 400, 500 families wow. a week. Wow, a week. Um, the first Saturday after COVID, um, I had 19 refrigerators and freezers that I had accumulated through Facebook uh, Marketplace. Wow. And it looked like the grasshoppers had come through and eaten everything because there wasn't a speck of food left after we served the people. And so the second week we had to close because the Atlanta community food bank was in the middle. <laughs> they were in the middle of moving from their original facility in downtown Atlanta to a state of the art facility out by uh, Hartsfield Jackson international airport. And they didn't have any food to, di to distribute. Mm. And so um, we were shut down the second week, and we reopened the third week, and we have consistent. In fact, we went from, um, we ended up distributing a million pounds of food from March of 2020 to May of 21. Wow. Where are you getting all this food? How do you? Uh, the Atlanta Community Food Bank is my primary source. Okay. Then we have a, uh, a f food pantry co-op out in uh, Walton County that has stepped up and said, hey, we want to help you. And we had relationship with uh, Amazon and their Amazon Flex program, which is a, uh, uh, that's their grocery delivery program. And they had a commissary and it had fresh, frozen and dry. And if it was going out of date, they encouraged us to come and pick up that food. Okay. Or the whatever. Um, and so that, that's how we were able to serve the people. Wow. You know, you must have countless stories. <laughs> um, would you be willing to share one with us where you made an impact on someone's life? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that as I was driving over here. Um, 
the one that affected me the most was in um, September of the, uh, of the pandemic. And this car comes on the parking lot, kind of creeps on, and I, I'm setting up the cones, the traffic cones, to make sure the traffic goes where they're supposed to goes where they're supposed to go and in i so i approached her car and as i approached the car and i peered in there was a toddler in the back seat in the car seat and there was a six-week-old swaddled burritoed on the front seat and in my best broken spanish and her best broken english I was able to understand that she was looking for food. So I directed her to the back of the property where she could line up. And then I scrambled to uh, get to my bilingual volunteers and asked them to please approach this woman and find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. They did. And what I came, what we came to learn is that her husband had left the country when COVID hit and left her with five children in an apartment in Norcross. And so what I did was uh, I made arrangements, a collaboration with Helping Mamas out of Norcross, and they were kind enough. This is just incredible. Helping Mamas gave gave us diapers, wipes, formula, and a car seat. And one of my volunteers went with me, and we drove over to Norcross and delivered the goods. And she was like, <laughs> "So my my volunteer is bilingual, and so they they established relationship, and um, the rest is history. And she can she comes every week." And, and, um, she, she brings the baby, the baby's now two, two and a half. And she gets a big smile on her face because you know, we were able to provide for her and allow her to, uh, meet the needs of her family. Yeah. I think about it. Most of us probably not missed, but a, one or two meals in our lifetime, you know, <laughs> and we, we don't always realize what these people are going through that they're, they're having to ration their foods and and with their family. And sometimes they have to give it to their son or daughter and, and not eat themselves. It's just, it's a world that we don't always relate to, but it it is going on and it's going on for thousands of people. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, one thing I was kind of thinking about is, you know, what's your vision for Satisfeed in maybe five years or maybe even 10 years? Great question. Uh, my my five year vision is to establish two community service centers um, that would basically bracket Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. Mm. So I would have one at the border of DeKalb and Gwinnett County, and then on the north end, I would have a uh, a f- facility at the Hall County, Gwinnett County border. And that would enable me to reach what uh, the United Way of Greater Atlanta has 
determined to be a a red area for child well-being mm-hmm. and uh, they commissioned a study which is a it's a groundbreaking study to determine the viability of a child born in one of those geographic areas to get to the age of 18 mm-hmm. and red means that it's like uh, a 50 to 60 percent probability wow so that that's my that's my five-year goal okay. and the wraparound services that i'm speaking of would be rather than referring our guests to an attorney in norcross or to a doctor in stone mountain we would have the attorneys the doctors the professionals on campus and so we would actually be guiding them to the services rather than them having to fight with, well, how am I going to get there? So that's the, that's the five year goal. Great goals to have. You know, I, my wife's a teacher and she said, sometimes the kids come to school and, and that's one of the reasons why they come is, is to get food. Right. But the ones that aren't really struggle learning, it's very Absolutely. difficult. And I think we always realize that it's not just the, the mother and the father is the children that are, you know, collateral damage to, to, to what's going on in the home front. And it's important to us that these kids can eat so that they can learn and that they can grow up because they're our future. Exactly. exactly. And, and so I think that's something for us to remember that we're all interconnected. Yes, and we if are. Someone else is suffering in some form or fashion. We're suffering too. Yep. And you're, you're, dealing with that head on, you know, where, like you said, where it, where it counts the most, you know, right. when you first got to eat, it's the most important thing. Um, let's say someone wanted to volunteer uh, to help you. It, it, can they do that? How would they do that? How do people re- volunteer for you? Uh, my website is the best place to find the information. It's uh, uh, Satisfeed, S as in Sam, A, T as in Tom, I, S as in Sam, F is in Frank, E, E, D is in David. If you type in satisfied in your word check, then you end up with satisfied, but we are satisfied.org. Satisfied. Um, what type of volunteer positions do you have for people? Uh, my primary uh, volunteer positions are uh, distribution day. We use between 30 and 35 volunteers uh, from middle school to retired and everything in between. Um, we usually uh, need four to six bilingual mm. because 86% of, the, of our guests are Hispanic. And then the, uh, my volunteers, they come on campus at about between 8.15 and 8.30. And they then proceed to take the food that we have set up on pallets and put it into bags that's ultimately placed into the trunks of the vehicles and we run literally we run a dual drive-through just like chick-fil-a wow and we end up serving between 300 and 350 families from 9 a.m to 11 a.m every saturday every saturday is when they would do it i'm sure if they wanted to just write a check they could do that too right oh yeah uh (laughs) and and there's a story behind that gary um we 
had a family take a banana box to Kroger and fill the banana box. Basically, shop till you drop. And I asked them to bring the receipt back to me. It turned out that it was about $75 worth of uh, groceries, and it was about 60 pounds. That same 60 pounds of food, we would be able to acquire for about $6.40. Oh, okay. So I love people to make canned food donations or whatever kind of donations they want to make. But the bottom line is that a $25 canned food donation, that same $25 in cash would allow us to purchase 100 meals. Wow, I did not know that. So, please don't get me wrong. Food is food, and I need to distribute it. Sure. But the power of the dollar. It's, yeah, smarter way to do it, more right. efficient way to do it. You're going to reach more families if you right. do it. Uh, I did not know that. That's just a really good thing to know because I've, I've, I've seen food drives and, you know, we always bring our cans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But And we'll continue to do that. But next time I probably need to include a check too because <laughs> I know it's going to go a lot further. Right, right. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, one more question. Economically, I mean, tell me, what is... How does that impact what you're doing? How does that impact? Usually, uh, the food that we put into the trunk uh, stretches their food dollar, their food budget, about 10 days. Okay. Usually. So, it reduces the chances that the adult in the family is going to have to make a decision. Do I pay the light bill? Or do I go and buy groceries to feed the children? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, our average family size is five. Uh, it's kind of ironic in that it's three adults and two children. But one of those adults is usually an 18, 19, or 20-year-old. Okay. And then you have two school-age children. And it's just it just works so well for us. Uh, to be able to put that food into the trunk because we know that it's going to provide X number of meals for the next 10 days. Uh, and it, it it's very cost effective. I think you mentioned to me in a previous conversation, you don't just put snacks in there. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're how, how do you, what is in the food that you provide and what are you providing them? Uh, we hit all the food groups from candy to protein and everything in between. And uh, we get we get fresh, we get frozen, we get canned. Uh, we also get staples like uh, oats, uh, rice, beans, beans and rice, rice and beans, um, canned goods. So it, 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 it's a cornucopia of food. Uh, and we, we emphasize as best we can, making sure that we get enough protein into the box. Yeah. Healthy, sustaining food. Right. Right. Tim, why don't you share with our listeners uh, one more time your, your name, uh, maybe your phone number, uh, sure. maybe your email. If someone just wanted to email you and, and talk to you, 
Um, if you could share that with the guests, that would be great. Sure. My name is Tim Turner. Uh, my te- best telephone number is 404-456-5448. And the best email address, the simplest email address is tim.satisfied at gmail.com. And my website is satisfied.org. Tim, it has been fantastic having you on the show today and educating us on this. And uh, what a wonderful impact you've had on people's lives in our community. And we appreciate it. And we support you. And we just hope that that just continues uh, for, for, for now and into the future. Gary, this is just uh, such a rich opportunity for me. I really, really appreciate the invitation. I guess it was an honor having you. Thanks. Thanks again, Tim. Uh, we're now going to turn to Mark McKenzie with DocuMax. And uh, now this is, uh, I could give you a little bit of background on them. Um, it is a second generation family owned business. So I bet he's got a lot of stories too. I mean, <laughs> you're running a business with a family. That could be kind of interesting. Um, he's been in the business of printing amongst other things. I'm sure he'll share that with us as well today. Um, but he is much mar- much larger than just ink and uh, paper. So we'll, we'll learn a little bit more about that. But before we do, Mark, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I have a, a family, a, a daughter that uh, is a special needs teacher here in Forsyth County. Uh-huh. And um, I have a wife that is an attorney. Um, she used to be a partner in a major law firm in Atlanta and is now uh, in-house counsel uh, with one of her larger clients. And then I have a son that uh, has a horticulture degree from uh, UGA, and uh, he's up in Michigan growing, um, uh, working on a farm and, and growing cannabis, basically. Uh, and then I have uh, two beautiful uh, grandchildren, and uh, I spend as much time as I possibly can with them, uh, even though they do live in Michigan now. Um, I, I am actually going there for a week next week, so... Uh, that's really, uh, Mark McKenzie. I work in a family owned business. We've been in business since 1975. June 5th, we celebrated 47 years of not killing one another. (laughs) Congratulations Um, to you on that. You could write a book on that. Yeah, I I probably could. Uh, (laughs) but my brothers would, would argue that it's, uh, not the real story. They have a different version. So, (laughs) so it's over 47 years. So, uh, what gives you some advantages against perhaps the competition by being in business that long? Uh, well, a lot of it is just consistency, uh, experience, uh, knowledge of knowing what to do and how to do it. Uh, we're always learning. Uh, you know, you have to uh, pivot when things change. And, you know, uh, a great example is with COVID hitting everyone. Everyone had to change dramatically. And uh, we were one of those that had to change. And uh, it's really uh, just consistency, showing up every day. And uh, you can't win the game if you don't play uh, the ball game and you don't show up on the field to play. So uh, it's showing up, as I think, is the advantage. Yep. I've been uh, graced to be able to have a – to be able to be with you on a number of different networking uh, situations in the past, Mark, and and always impressed because I, rarely have I ever heard you really do a sales pitch on DocuMax or anything like that. I often see you in the room introducing uh, other people to people that they may not know. I mean, you're always 
unselfish or however you want to look at it. Um, but I'm kind of curious, you I mean, why do you do that? Well, first of all, uh, you know, one of the, uh, advantages I have is, is I remember a lot of people's faces, uh, and I have networked quite a bit over the 47 years. So I know a lot of people and, um, you know, it's, about providing opportunities for my friends, clients, and prospects uh, for them to actually create revenue opportunities or opportunities to create new relationships. And, you know, I'm, I'm privileged to sit here at a table with someone like Tim Turner, who is out there making a difference every day uh, in our community. And for me, having relationships like that, uh, I want to do everything I can to support him uh, because by supporting him, I'm supporting my other friends and my other net members of my network uh, because I'm introducing quality to quality. And uh, there's a lot of value in that because people remember that. And when Jim gets together with somebody I introduced him to, uh, the two of them talk about me, whether it's good or not. Uh, they do talk about me usually. And that helps me promote my business and, also, my passion, and my passion is, is connecting others with opportunities. Yeah, I just think that's a, a great philosophy, is, is if we help the ones around us you know, first, um, then we'll, we'll be taken care of. And, yeah. and But it's really taking care of everyone else first, making sure they're getting what they need and that they're growing. And, and by the way, if they are growing, um, that's just only going to help us, that we're all interconnected again. And uh, you've always had such an understanding of that philosophy and perhaps that's one of your uh ingredients to your secret sauce well i'd like to think so i i give a lot of credit to the nuns in parochial school uh, you know it's better <laughs> to give than receive so um you know uh, they beat that into me uh, and i i don't want to say they actually beat me but um you know i i've had a ruler across my knuckles once or twice um, but it is it's it's a great philosophy it's all about you know i have a large family. I have six brothers and three sisters. And my father used to always talk about uh, being responsible for each other, uh, being responsible for those that you're surrounded by. And uh, surround yourself with quality individuals. If you want to be a quality individual, surround yourself with quality individuals. And, you know, you want to be a millionaire, surround yourself with millionaires. You want to give back to the community, surround yourself with people that are giving back to the community. And it's, you know, that's what it's really all about. Tell us maybe, I mean, probably worked with hundreds of businesses, small and large over the years. Um, tell us maybe a story where you really, with your printing or your business was able to really help a business. So, you know, uh, being in business as long as we have, we've, we've had numerous clients and a lot of big names across the city, uh, big corporations. And, you know, one of the, um, one of the things is I have a Google review from uh, one client. They came from California for a trade show. They Their printed material did not show up at the trade show, so they had to have it printed here locally. Uh, so we actually, he came, uh, he, they sent us the files over our website, and we printed them immediately for him. He showed up uh, to pick them up, and he brought Uber over from the, the uh, World Congress Center, which is downtown Atlanta, we're about a mile away in West Midtown. And uh, he picked up his printed material. It wasn't a lot, but one of the things is, is he was 
in a hurry, and he was outside waiting for Uber. It was about 5.30 in the afternoon, and I just went outside and said, you know, why don't I just drive you over to the Congress Center and take your printing with you, and uh, I'll just drop you off. He says, well, I don't, you know, what, what would you charge me for that? And I said, well, that's not something we would charge for. It's, you know, just courtesy. And it made a difference for him. It, he basically got back to his booth as uh, it was a service that is not provided, but it's the value add that you provide to every client. Uh, you find out what their real needs are and you provide that value for them. That's what keeps those relationships coming back. And that's why you've been around for 47 years. Yeah, uh, so. you, you know, that's what it takes to be in business and to go in that extra mile. But I like what you said too, is also finding out, you know, what do they value? What is important to them and being that right for them, which I think is smart. Which, which is correct. And you know, I'm, I am blessed. I work in a family owned business. I have three other brothers working alongside with me. Uh, they do most of the work. I get to go out and do radio talk shows and, uh, <laughs> and network and, and everything else. But, uh, they basically do most of the production and they are the face with a lot of my clients. And, I'm blessed because they have those same values. That's what they want to do is they want to provide the value and the service to our clients. Yeah, they, they say a, a wise businessman, um, pretty much every value that you have, every decision should be based somehow in some way, maybe on the mission of the company and your values because right. um, they're that important. You know, I guess this is a question i got to ask. I mean, being around for 47 years, you probably have seen a lot of things go on in the economy. Uh, you've probably seen 9-11s and, and recessions and inflations and COVID. And, you know, it, it's probably not always rosy, is it? You know, business, being in business for yourself is never uh, always roses. Uh, but, you know, it's consistency, perseverance, you know, uh, doing what you say you're going to do and, and doing it. And, you know, we have had several years where things weren't always rosy, uh, you know, several times. But we've also had years where we were blessed, you know, beyond our means. And, uh, you know, always working hard, uh, always trying to take care of your family. Uh, and that family means your team members, the people that, that basically help you produce the products that you sell to your clients. Uh Life is always a challenge, and you got to wake up every morning and think about all the blessings you've been given and work from there. And I think that's how you go about those. I mean, even in the tough times, if you stop and realize that you do have those blessings, uh, it makes it easier to muddle your way through the day, even if it's a bad day. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think a key thing there, too, is, you know, taking care of your own family, but also the family at work. Right. Um, they need to have a good feeling, a good attitude. It's not an easy job, you know, doing what they're doing and being able to be in their corner as well. Um, gives you the ability to have um, a long future and success. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm just going to tell you, Gary, is uh, having mentors, friends, mentors and coaches, uh, it's important it's an important part of, of running a business is to have that feedback. And it comes back to, like I was saying before, is surrounding yourself with quality people and uh, listening. You don't always take their advice, but you listen to what they're telling you. And because 
a lot of times entrepreneurs have blinders on and they're focused on one thing and sometimes it's the profit sometimes it's you know getting the project out or or the next step uh in in your business plan and having coaches mentors and other individuals give you advice when you need it being open open to listening to that advice like i said i I've been given a lot of advice over the years. I don't always take it, but uh, I do regret it sometimes. But, uh, you know, it is. it is. It's opening my eyes to what's I'm surrounded by. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. So it sounds like you have your own coach? Yes, I do. And I have several mentors, which which really helps. Um, that's that's the, the go-to is, is the people. And, you know, strategic partners. Uh, and then you have people like a uh, Tim Turner that inspire you daily about, you know, what he's doing with uh, making the world a better place. And at the end of the day, it's not always about, you know, what I've done uh, in business. It's what I've done personally. Yeah. And I think that's another point too, is, is as you mentioned, yeah, there's going to be times when it's not so rosy, but right. even during those times, um, maybe there's a gift in there or an opportunity that comes from that too. And I think we don't always see that. We only see it as being a crisis. This is a terrible thing. It's, it's, it's all over. I'm never going to be the same. And maybe it'll never be the same again, but maybe for a better reason. I mean, for, you know, has that ever happened where something uh, bad happened? Uh, and you say, you know what? This is actually one of the, probably the greatest things that's happened. It, uh, well, I'm, I'm just, if I go back about seven years ago, I ruptured my Achilles, had to have it rebuilt. Spent uh, about a year in uh, physical therapy and rehab. And during that time, uh, I realized that I had severe heart issues and, uh, you know, I, I had a, uh, major surgery on my heart and the blessing is, is that, uh, I'm still around here today and I've got to experience the life of my granddaughter who turns six next Wednesday. Mm. And, you know, had I not had that ruptured Achilles and not been exercising and realizing that I had issues, with, with my health, I probably wouldn't be here today. And, you know, those are the things you've got to look at is things might be terrible, but there, there's a silver lining to just about everything. Yeah. And if, and yeah. if you stop and realize that there are opportunities, uh, to improve our opportunities to, uh, get through those processes and, even in the business world. I mean, not, like I said, there's been, as an entrepreneur in 47 years, there's been some pretty rough years or pretty lean years. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it just makes you stronger and a better individual. Yeah. Well, sometimes some of our greatest inventions of all time were accidents, uh, penicillin yeah. and, you know what I mean? So it, but we have to do what you said is we got to look to see what that silver lining is. It's there. Uh, we got to look for that and, and concentrate on that. I, I agree. I, and that's really, uh, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and say my prayers, you know, uh, reflect on what I've accomplished uh, and where I'm headed and uh, what I need to do today to make the world a better place. And it's just myself. But uh, if everybody were to do it, we'd have a beautiful world. Isn't that truth? Isn't that the truth? Yeah, do something great. And then, you know, like you and Tim, and then maybe someone else will pay forward as well. And then that just continues. And, but someone's got to start it. Yeah. May as well be you guys, right? Well, and, and it is. And so, you know, I, I have a charity of choice and it's, uh, you know, I co-chair a golf tournament called golf for the kids. And we, 
the money that we raise benefits children's health care over Atlanta. We actually earmarked the first $15,000 that we raised for the Canines for Kids program at Children's. Wow, congratulations. And, uh, you know, if you're ever at, I think it's Eggleston, if you're ever walking the halls and you run across a dog named Olaf, <laughs> uh, that's the first dog that we help sponsor uh, at the hospital. And it's we're in our 16th year. It's, uh, it's a great program. It's a great tournament. Uh, we have some very, very uh, wonderful sponsors. Uh, Mellow Mushroom being one of them, uh, Taylor English, HLB Gross Collins, uh, and uh, David Alexander with Trustegrity, uh, which is a uh, another great uh, individual that uh, we work with. So, you know, like I say, I, I'm blessed with a lot of things, and it's all about giving back to make this world a better place. Yeah, that's what I heard one person tell me the other day, and it, it's it really. It really hit me between the eyes. He said, yeah, I really want to be really successful. I said, well, you, know, so you can get a bigger house or get that summer home. He goes, no. He said, well, I can give back. Right. He said, and that's when I really get the reward for all my hard work. And I thought that is just, isn't that the real reason why we want to be successful in our businesses? Not just to make more money, but to do what you two gentlemen are doing, which is to give back. And that's probably more rewarding than a second home or whatever else that you may be or you could spend it on. Well, and, and you know, my wife would love that house on the beach. I'm not going to lie. Sure, but, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, she's very active uh, with an organization called the Drake House in Roswell. And, uh, you know, she serves on the board. And, you know, it's we're successful uh, in our own right. But, you know, we tend to give back because we want to make our world a better place. We want to make a better place for our children and our children's children. And, you know, uh, it's called giving and it's, you know, giving of yourself. And uh, that's the other part about, you know, the opportunities in networking and, and connecting individuals with other quality individuals. It's the giving part and it's giving without intent, uh, you know. Yeah. So that's really where I'm at. Mark, it's been awesome to have you on the show today and, and always, I always enjoy our conversations. Uh, I always get great insights and, and pearls of wisdom uh, that, that made a difference in my life. And I'm glad you're able to share that with some of our listeners today, just in case they want to perhaps reach out to you or, or your business. If you could please share with us your, your phone number, maybe even your email uh, yeah. address if you like. So uh, it's Mark McKenzie. Uh, my email is Mark M A R K dot. McKenzie, M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E, at D-O-C, Q is in quality, M-A-X dot com. Uh, our phone number is 404-724-9963. If you ask for Mr. McKenzie, you're bound to get either myself or one of my brothers. <laughs> uh, and uh, our website is www.docqsinquality, M-A-X dot com. And we'd love to hear from you. Mark, thank you so much for being thank on Thank you, Gary. Today. I appreciate it very much. Fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now we have uh, what we call Sales 123 with Gary Z, uh, where we have one of our radio listeners write in a sales question or a challenge that they are facing. And I give them some tips on how to overcome that challenge. Uh, so this one was an email that came in to me the other day, and I really like this one. It was actually from John, and he says, uh, I did a cold call the other day, and the prospect I spoke to told me uh, he was uh, just completely fine, and he didn't need my service at all, and uh, thanked me for calling, and that was pretty much it. What should I do 
when that happens. Uh, John, that's probably a response that I get more than any other uh, when I'm cold calling. Uh, we call it the utopian response. Everything is great in my world. Uh, we're fine. We don't need you. Um, thanks for calling, and it's over. And before I was Sandler trained, uh, I would say, okay, this guy doesn't need me. He's happy, and I would just move on to my next uh, cold call on the list. But we really don't want to do that. There's a few things that we can do before that. First of all, let's figure out why they're doing this. Uh, they want us off the phone. They don't want to be sold to. Uh, so I like giving them what they want. Uh, you say, oh, geez, uh, Charlie, it, it sounds like uh, you've got everything buttoned down really well there. Uh, congratulations to you on that. And thank you for being candid and, and telling me that. Knowing all this probably would make sense for me to close the file. And then Charlie would probably say, yes, please do. And now what's happened, you can almost hear him take a sigh of relief after that. He won. He, you know, we're going to close the file. The sales, you know, selling is over. Uh, so they relax a little bit at this point. And this is when we can say, great, I'll be happy to do that. I'll close that file. But before I do, I just have one question for you. And 99% of the time, John, they'll say, sure, no problem. Because remember, they don't feel like there's any more pressure at this point. Uh, and then you can have two things to do here. One is you could just simply say, you know, Charlie, um, not everybody is in as good a situation as you are. Uh, and knowing that, would you know somebody else that could use our service or our product? Uh, maybe a company, maybe a name of someone in that company. And it's possible you might get that referral. And by the way, we want those. They're a lot warmer than a cold, cold call. Uh, so go for that. Always a default. Ask for a referral when things are going that way. Just make, get in the habit of that. Now, there's a second option uh, that you can always do as well. And you could say, okay, so I've closed the file. Great. I'll be happy to do that. One more question for you. And then you can say, you know, knowing that nobody is perfect, knowing that no company is perfect, um, tell me, is there one thing that your vendor could do right now that could be better? And there's one of two things he's going to say. One is like, no, there isn't, you know, I'm hundred percent happy, which is probably kind of lying a little bit, but it's okay. We're not going to fight. You know, then you could just go back and go get your referral if that happens, or they may say something here. Yeah. Well, I guess there is one thing and they're just not returning my emails, for example, or my calls. And then we can say, yeah, that, that, that probably isn't a big deal though. Is it? And then you'll get your answer. Well, no, it is a big deal. Actually, it's kind of bothering me. So is that costing you business? What's going on there? And then they may tell you what's going on there. So now at this point, we know there's pain, that they're not 100% happy. And now all we got to do now is go for the appointment. Don't sell them. Go for the appointment and just simply say, gosh, knowing that typically when people tell me that, we pull out our calendars and we get an appointment. Why don't we do that? And then you got your appointment. So that's another option. But again, if you don't have the courage to do that, at least have the courage to ask for a referral. Thank you again, John, for that. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, for asking that question, and I enjoyed answering it. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, to Simon Says, Let's Talk Business 2.0 today. I am your host, Gary Zermelin, and until next time, good selling. Good selling.